Hello, everybody. What is up? It's your boy, Arnold. Hey, gang. It's Chaz. We're here to tell you uh, how excited we are to be bringing you this next episode. And um, for this one, we've got some awesome featured music from my good buddy, Alex Hollibaugh, known as Downer on SoundCloud. That's Downer. Check him out. He's got some cool jams, and I'm so excited to be featuring them in this podcast. And guys, I want to thank you so much for sticking with us for the first two hours of this thing. And I promise you, we are almost at the story. Just stick with us for this next one. You'll have some fun, ideally. And we'll get through this together. You, me, and three other guys. The Podcast Boys. Well, I hope you're ready for the second episode of Monsters Monsters and Mean Guys. Guys. Should we mention that Alex isn't here or just like pretend? <laughs> uh, I guess we can mention. <laughs> All right, Alex isn't here. Uh, so we're just going to ignore him for a little bit and do some in-between stuff with Arnold and Zach and help them help guide them to Sanctum. Uh, this works out because when we last left off, Clay, Alex's character, was literally passing the sign and driving into Sanctum, Maine. So... Uh, I give a little story there. As he drives in, he hits a white burst of light, and then we cut to someone else. Fantastic? Fantastic. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> That's going to blow his mind. All right. So the, re- <laughs> the recap here is um, at the end of the last episode, Sloan had been sitting in a bar talking to a person whose face he couldn't quite remember anytime he looked away, and he was given a card said uh, for the Protifloga Hotel and saying um, it's time for you to remember or something along those lines. Remember who you are, if I remember correctly. Nice. And uh, Ben, you had just found a postcard in your house uh, with a sign written – with a smile on the wall written in red something, smelled like animal blood, and that a postcard telling you to go to Sanctum, Maine and be happy with where you assume your parents are. You just changed into people clothes. They're a little tight on you. You've gotten more muscular and aged a little bit. It was difficult. You hurt your balls. Uh, you have a pistol and a knife. Um, and we're going to start from there. Okay? You guys ready? Yeah. Fantastic. So, Ben, you are out of the house and you are in the woods now. Um, how are you tracking your way to Sanctum? Um, I don't know. Where is Sanctum? Sanctum is in Maine. You've been traveling the woods of Maine for a while now. So either there's a few possibilities. Uh, do you know where it is and you're just remembering, which I doubt? Or are you you're animalistic? Do you have anything? Do you want to tap in any of your animalistic abilities? Has any friends you've found along um, the way? I'm going to uh... – If you do that, this could count for um, use magic. I'm going to – I'm going to use the site. The site? How does the site work again? 
uh, I can communicate with spirits. You're going to communicate with spirits? Yeah. Any spirits in specific? Uh, any ones that are around me. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to see if there are any spirits around me. Do you have to roll for anything? Using, using my sight. Um, I guess if, I, if I'm going to do that to investigate a mystery. Yeah, but, uh, but I think it would give you some... <laughs> let, me, let me see it real quick. Yeah, this is specifically when you investigate a mystery. Okay, you want to investigate? Go ahead, roll for investigation. I'm going to investigate this mystery to try to find out where Sanctum Main is. Talking to a spirit. By talking to a spirit, because they've, they've seen the world. Oh, that is a nine, baby. Plus sharp. What's uh, your sharp? Plus sharp, one. Ten. So a ten. That's ten plus. Uh, on ten plus, you can hold two. All right, so let me, <laughs> yeah, let me, give, a little, let me give a little explanation. Um, in front of you... As you do this in the woods, as you chant this ancient chant that summons it. Can you give me a little example of the ancient chant that helps you give you the sight? Yeah. And as you are whispering into the ether, in front of you appears an apparition. Uh, something very familiar to you. Uh, a creature you've run into many a time. It is a bear. Nine feet tall. Oddly enough, though, it's one that you're familiar with. It's a bear that you've interacted with before. He Is used this brother bear. <laughs> he used to live in the cave that you reside in. He was your roommate <laughs> for your first two years. He was the first bear you interacted with, and you had you had seen him pass, shot by a, a hunter not that long ago. And the bear comes to you in this vision, and. He says, because now you understand him, he speaks to you on a level that you have not been able to communicate in a while. And he says, what can I do for you, brother, brother bear, brother human? What well, do you well, Mr. Bear, uh, it's good to see you again. Likewise, friend. I remember our long nights snuggling in the cave, huddling over the fire for warmth. Uh, I'd like to ask you where I need to go. You are trying to find Sanctum, Maine. I must warn you before I guide you that none who have ever traveled to Sanctum have left. Are you sure you want me to take you there? Yes. Okay. The bear places okay. its massive paw onto your head. I assume they have paws. Its paw onto your head, your forehead, and your eyes glisten white, light blue. A very, very light, light blue. Uh, not quite blind, but... I say glisten, they're glowing too. And in front of you, you see physicalized a light path guiding you through the woods towards Sanctum. Ooh. Um, you rolled a 10 plus, so you can hold two. Do you want to ask any other questions to the bear? Um, do you want to name the bear real quick? Yeah. Do that, do that in your question. Um, Barth. Okay, what's your, what's your other question? Barth, I've got another question for you. One more for you, son brother, family member. I'm not good with this. What happened here? <sighs> there was a dark presence around here. It it came and it it took your parents. It's it, it created a sphere around the house. No good spirit, no spirit really could transition in. If you look around the perimeter, you'll see and you do. You give a you give a look back, and you see dead birds all around this house in a full, perfect circle. You would have noticed them earlier, but you rolled poorly. Did you mark experience for that last I time? Did. Okay. 
it banished all life from that area. Spirits, anything, nothing could get through. I don't know what happened here. I just know that it was, it was not good and it was powerful. Thanks, Barth. Be strong, Ben. Many trials await you. And the bear disappears. Cool. Uh, and you, I assume, what do you do? Do you just start your way down the path? I, yeah, I start my way down the, the path is still illuminated. Yeah, you can still see. Your eyes still, it's, he touched you, he gave you, he gave you the exact path. Okay, I follow uh, it. You're guided by kind of a spirit guide. Fantastic. I do it. I gotta stop saying fantastic. That's what I heard in the other recording is I just said fantastic, fantastic. a lot. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, and now we cut to Sloan. Uh, Sloan, you are... You're sitting in the bar and you're sitting back across from the face of the man in the face you cannot quite remember. Uh, so a little bit of time has passed, not much, and he's he's handing you a map. And the map has explicit directions towards Sanctum. Um, and he's telling you... Um, he's telling you how to locate it because GPS, nothing. It's not in any other map. It's, not, it's written in there in, like, poor handwriting. It just says Sanctum and has a little circle. And um, he's telling you to do this. And as he hands you the map... He touches your hand, and he says, I don't remember his voice, so I'm just going to wing it. They're not the only one being beckoned. Find the others. We can't do this alone. It sounded like you said my name. Like, (laughs) Salone. (laughs) You can't do this, Salone. You were always the funny one. Sorry. Uh, so, So where do I... Where do I find these others? They'll find you. You guys, I don't know how to say this. Time is weird. And I've seen it. You all will meet inside Sanctum. And you may not know it yet, but these three, these two, these two others, you three, are going, you're going to, and all of a sudden, your head hits the top of a car. Uh, and you wake up sitting in a car uh, with, <gasps> with some hillbilly. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, a hillbilly named Frank, uh, who you are now just remembering, has decided to give you a ride closer in through the woods. Um, what you just had, we were just doing is kind of recollecting the conversation, thinking about everything that had just happened. It did really happen. You didn't imagine this. But your dream was literally just you remembering that conversation. Uh, it's a bumpy road. And Frank says, Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to startle you there, man. Frank, what the f- <laughs> It's okay, you can curse around me, I'm an adult. <laughs> Frank, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, we're driving. You gave me $50. You said it was your drinking money. And you said you wanted me to drive you deep into the woods. I'm sorry about the bumpy road, I didn't mean to, it's an old truck. It's fine. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for the ride. Oh, absolutely. Anything for a good friend with money. Fair. Uh, You got a pretty fit. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, what what brings you out into these woods? Buddy, you you never told me your name. 
Um, you said it was none of my business. I don't think that's your God-given name, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I just I don't really remember my name or anything really about me. That's that's just the thing. That's why I'm going to the woods. You see. Oh, naturally. You know, I read Into the Woods in high school to play, and it. it uh, maybe I'm thinking of it. I read Into the Wild. I didn't read the play, and something very similar happens there. So I get you're trying to make like a spiritual quest, huh? Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Like me and my friends, we're all gonna go drink some like ayahuasca tea and do the whole like, you know, f- f- find our find our. Uh, yeah. Can you can you roll to manipulate someone since you're lying to friends? <laughs> So let's just plus charm. Just roll plus charm. Eight. Uh, what's your charm? One plus one. Plus one. Okay, so you got a nine. Um, okay, so he's gonna buy it, but not all of it. It really. Okay. So uh, you know what? I believe that. I just don't quite believe that you have friends, but you don't have to tell. You don't have to lie to Frank. Oh, Frank, about that. He says as he's driving, and he's. He's not quite paying attention to the road, so he swerves out of the way of a tree. Oh, sorry about that, bud. Oh, God. Oh. And in your heads, you're hearing, weirdly enough, in different voices, you can't do this alone. You, excuse me. You can't do this alone. Alone. <laughs> you can do this alone. <laughs> there we go. It's echoing in your head. And do you ask the voice any questions internally? Do you want to respond to it? Um, yes. I, I asked, um, uh, then with, then with who? Not Frank. And Frank this whole time has been telling his whole life story. He goes, and that's when I married Lucinda. She was my third wife and second sister. So it got a little wild in there. When I say sister, I mean stepsister. We're not, we're not going to make fun of those kinds of people on here. What's up? You looking for something? Yeah, I'm trying to see how to get rid of Frank. <laughs> Do you want to kill him? Do you want to attack him or anything? Do you want to just jump out of the car? You can act under pressure. <laughs> uh, um, I need, but I need the car. <laughs> I, I can, I can, story-wise, I can, narratively, I can get you something, but I want, I want to see what you want to do. Tell me, just tell me and we can discuss what it is. So how magic am I? You're very you. Uh, you are magic. You and if you want to try to do something, I can make. Ca- you I want to cast an illusion on Frank to make him think there's like bugs or something inside the car, and so he jumps out. <laughs> like bad bugs. Okay. Uh, I need you to, yeah. Roll for plus three then, because I, I, I like it. We're gonna see, but it's gonna. I'm gonna make it cost you and nine and plus two. Plus two. Weird. Okay, so it happens. Let me let me narratively break this down for you. Uh, you get really annoyed with Frank. Like, it's bad. And you just started tapping your head incessantly. Um, and all of a sudden, you just stop, wiggle your pinky finger a little bit, and you open your eyes. And suddenly, there are bugs all around the car. Roaches, nasty-ass things. And Frank's in the middle of a conversation. And he says, and that's when and a bug crawls into his mouth. And he can feel it. He just, oh, what the hell? He stops the car and jumps out of it. (laughs) Says, dude, you, friendo. I don't know how these people, bud, (laughs) bud, get out of the car. Those roaches are going to get you. 
And literally, as he gets out of the car, all of the roaches stop where they're scurrying and follow him out and chase him. Oh, not this. I'm out of here. And a bunch of roaches just get it, follow him out. He's like, I got to wash my hands. He's a very clean hillbilly. I don't know why I made him. And you just, I assume, scoot over and take the car. This was not part of the plan. I love this. <laughs> Exit pursued by roaches. And uh, you have the map in your right hand and you start driving. Cool. And we're going to cut back to good old Ben. Ben. You are... <laughs> yep, that was hysterical. <laughs> I ben. didn't hurt him, though. Is no, no, no. He, you just stole his vehicle. You stole his... I'm sorry. Ben. You are now trotting through the woods, and you're much closer to, to Sanctum. You can see it. It gets brighter as the path goes, uh, and you can feel that you're much closer. And let's see. Um, wow, I've created a bunch of low lives for you guys. Uh, and out of the corner of your eye, you see movement. You're not quite sure what it is. Uh, it's, out of the, it's to your right side, and it's kind of a ruffling of bushes. What do you do? I stand still. How still? I stand completely still, and I just stare at the bushes. Okay, act <laughs> under pressure. <laughs> and just show me how still you can stand. Four. <laughs> How's your cool? Minus one, three. All right. So <laughs> you try to stand still, and you tense up so much that your knees just buckle and you collapse. Little Charlie horse. And as you do it. Oh, I'm Mark Experience. <laughs> yeah, Mark Experience. As I do it, I'm Mark you Experience. Char- yeah, you do. You Charlie horse yourself. Your legs kind of, and you go, and you just let out a small yelp out of you know, control. Yo! Actually, you know what? If you want to make the yelp for me. Yo! <laughs> good, good. That was a very accurate impression. And from behind the bushes, a head pops up and he just starts chuckling. And he goes. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to frighten you. And uh, he climbs out from behind the bushes. And he's, I need a name. Um, Jeff. I'm Jeff. Uh, you, you can now see the man clearly, even though you're writhing on the pain in the ground, stretching your leg out, trying to get the muscle untensed. And um, he's about 5'11", 5'11 feet tall. He's got tattered clothing. Nothing too bad. Like He looks like someone who's just been living in the woods for a while. No, nothing, no big deal. Uh, he's a tinfoil hat. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, and he has kind of a craze in his eyes. Something a little wild about him, like a wild man. Uh, and he, um, he just says, Oh, sorry, but I was just taking a leak over here away from camp. Uh, you okay? Friendo, I didn't mean to startle you. Everyone's friendo now. I ran away from him. <laughs> Roll for act under pressure. <laughs> this was not the plan. Seven. Seven. Uh, Plus... Cool. Minus, Minus six. <laughs> Mark experience. Am I just gonna level up like in one episode? So as as you're running, you get up to run and your leg is still very sore, and you kind of trip and fall right back down. And Jeff goes, "Dude, okay, man, I need you to just calm down. What is going? Uh, why are you so?" And he walks up and he basically just takes your arm around his shoulder. Let me help you out. And he just walks you back to camp. You are not getting any kind of creepy vibe from him. You're getting a friendlier vibe from this guy. He seems like he's really genuinely trying to help you out. And he walks you back to his camp. He's not going to try anything. He apologizes for even touch. I'm sorry to even touch you without, uh, without your permission, but you really seem like you needed some help there. 
Like your legs just stopped working in front of you. Like you were rolling really poorly. Uh, here, let me just he, – he sits you down in a log around a, uh, a campfire that hasn't been started yet because it's like – it's not quite night, but it's on its way. And he says, man, I just – I don't get a lot of visitors out here and I want to be honest with you. I'm, I'm more than happy to offer you a place to sleep for the night, let you kind of get rested, uh, let you kind of – on your journey. I don't know where you're going. I don't know who you are, friend. But you know what? I just – I trust you. You can speak. I'm just staring at him. <laughs> it's a podcast, so you have to like say that. You can't just stare at me. <laughs> stare. I say. All right, roll for stare. I say. <laughs> Sanctum. He doesn't react. Sanctum? Are you looking for some sort of sanctuary out here? You uh, you running from the law? Are you okay? I get it. We've all have our tr- journey. I had someone take me in a lot like this way back when, and now uh, now I think I'm doing a lot better. I'm happy where I am. Would you care for any fish? I have some fish I'm about to cook up. No. No, you wouldn't like any fish? No. All right, fantastic. More for me, as I say. All right, and he, um, he opens his cooler, pops out a beer, and he start, and drinks a little bit, of, offers some your way. No. You don't trust people. I forgot about this. This is fun. Um, <laughs> and he just starts cooking two fish. He starts the fire and throws two fish in a pan. He asks, so what brings you out here, stranger? Your legs are still very sore. You can't really get up to run. You have tensed up. If you had ruled any better, you might have escaped. <laughs> and this would have been a very different story. Is Ben vegetarian? No. Okay, good. We've lived in the wild so long. Like Beast Boy is like that. So, um, so yeah. What brings you out here, friendo? I have to get to Sanctum. <laughs> I don't quite know what Sanctum is or where it might be, but, you know, I'm sure you'll find your way. Got to get to safety. Is that a town? How much do you know? You don't know anything. You know it's a postcard. Happiest place on earth, it's called. So, Happiest place on earth. <laughs> well, then I think you found it. Happiest place on earth is with friends, yeah? Are you sure you don't want any fish? I got two cooked up. Do you not like fish? No. No, you don't not like fish? Sir, I took grammar school. I don't deal with double negatives. How do you feel about fish? Is it a yes or a no? You like them or not? No. No, you don't like fish. And he throws one of the fish into the woods. What do you like? I got some deer in here too, some venison. It's a really friendly guy. No. No? Okay, fantastic. I'll just eat this fish and hope that one other one draws some other creatures in so we can have a better conversation because you don't seem to be that interested in it. This is the first time you talked to someone in a while? I just stay quiet. Fantastic. I got plenty to talk about myself. Not really. Uh, would you at the very least care for a place to stay for the night? No. No, I you don't to, want to stay the night here? I have to get to Sanctum. That's fine. I'm sure you'll find your way. I can promise you, though, right now, you'll be safe here. No, thank you. All right. Okay, then we're just going to let you rest until your legs are good to go. And, um... Then we're just going to let you go. You can have some water if you care for it. I know you, it looks like you haven't drank in a little bit. That could be why you collapsed. But if you, So if you're interested, take a little bit of water on your way. You can just take the bottle and leave too. Uh, but I take the bottle and leave. <laughs> I'm just going to say goodbye. All right. Have fun there, friend. You hear a voice in your head. And it's just echoing something. I think you've been hearing it the whole time. But it's echoing... Trust no one. 
trust no one. Yeah, I got that part down. Do you say that to her? I, I don't say Talk that. out loud. No, no, no. As you're walking away, the voice, and again, it doesn't quite sound like it's in your head. It sounds like it's being whispered in your ear. She doesn't quite work that way. And she says, trust no one. And she, and then she says, you, ha- you have to kill him. Kill him. Kill I just stop where I'm standing. You are already about 20 feet. Uh, you, you hear the fire crackling still, but you can no longer see the camp. What do you do? You have to kill him. He knows you're here. He'll try to stop you. Kill him. And as you're deliberating this, a softer voice comes to the other ear, your right ear. And she says, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. You can let him live. He did nothing but try to help you. Is this the first time I'm hearing this voice? The soft one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is the very first time you're hearing it. And it, What's strange about it is that the core elements of this voice sound similar to the dark one. Like they're coming from the same narrator who's just doing different voices. No, uh, I like spin around because I'm like thrown off by hearing this new voice. And I'm just, you can keep making your way without leaving a trail of bodies. You can be better. I just run. I, I, I just run towards the path that I was following. Okay. You continue to run along the path. Uh, just sprinting. Yeah, you're sprinting. Sprint. Sprints, good. Okay, keep this in mind. You might want to write down there's a second voice now. And we cut back to Sloan. You've ruined my whole story. Not entirely, really. Uh, but I love that you have the truck. Okay, so you have the truck. You're on your way, and it's getting late at night. Uh, so you, you figure it's about time to, to camp out. And luckily now you have a truck with a bed in it, so that's new. What do you do? Do you want to do anything? Do you want to prep anything? Uh, well, I guess I stop at the nearest gas station to You're get You're in some... the woods. Oh. Well, I guess I head you down... leave the woods and the... go to a gas station. I guess I... Yeah, well... <laughs> If I, if I can do that, then I head towards the nearest gas station. Okay, so you leave the woods. You backtrack in the truck. That's why you stole it. You go to the nearest gas station, and what do you what do you get? Some snacks for the road. Okay. You I, Again, you got on this train, hitchhiking and all that. I can assume that you had snacks and soda or beer or maybe even a little... I realized that, and... Oh, I can do this for you. <laughs> and I'm annoyed at myself. <laughs> you and do, then I you, head back. You grab all these snacks, and then you remember that in the passenger seat of the car, there's a bunch of snacks. So you <laughs> put every snack back in the aisle, apologize to the guy, <laughs> and drive back into the woods. God, that happens too often. Um, okay, so now it's late at night. <laughs> it's late at night. You're parked, and you are prepping for, I assume, camping. What do you do? Um, well, I guess first, do I know... My path, like, do I know where I'm headed? You have the map, so you're on your way. You're you, you're close, but it's like you know that if you keep going, you're tired. You're an old, well, you're someone, you're something. Mm-hmm. Um, you're tired. You're on your way. It's late at night, and you just need to rest. You you know exactly where you're going. You still have the map. Well, I guess I rest, rest up. All right, where? Like, what do you Am physically, I... narratively, what do you do? You're in the front of the truck right now. You're parked on the side of the road. Oh God. 
Hmm. I was thinking I was in like an RV. Oh, no. Doesn't mean you can't sleep in the bed of a truck, though. But isn't that like out in the open? I'm, I'm not going to have something. At, well, maybe. Yeah, but that... <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but you can, like, there's... There, you check the back. Maybe there's some stuff there. Maybe there's a tarp. Maybe there's anything like that. Okay, well, I park off on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And do I, what do I have in, on me, like in the truck? What was in the truck? Uh, you have a, you have enough food and some snacks. You have the map. Uh, you see, there's a couple. There's a couple empty beer cans on the ground. You have some waters. You packed all the essentials to leave. Uh, you have a a small Swiss Army knife. I can give you. Um, there's a satchel and there is a sleeping bag that you brought with, just in case of this very situation. Cool. Uh, there's probably more stuff in the back of the in the bed of the truck, but you haven't checked. So I go set up. Um slightly off the road into the woods um and i set up a little snack pile on the uh bed of the truck and then i set up the sleeping bag underneath it and um camp out underneath the truck so i have a little oh you're underneath okay that's safe yes yeah um, that way if anything's drawn to like the bed yeah of the yeah. truck that i'll hear it okay so did you you set a trap for something by leaving the snacks there was like what yes okay so you you I want something the extra to come snacks. i eat there we go i yeah. use the extra snacks um, you you want something traps. to come but you don't want it to find you well you it's like to... it's like just in case something comes it has something else okay to so like it has something on. to walk away from so it doesn't look for you yeah yeah there we i go. got you cool yeah is it wait what <laughs> there we go yeah nice i can vibe with that okay so you're you're prepping you're creating your weird little trap and you've got your sleeping bed unrolled, you're under the truck, and you close your eyes. Uh, you want to tell me? You tell me. What do you dream about? Magic. Cool. You want to create a scenario for me? You're a big dreamer. Like, that's the consistency. Shape-shifting. You're shape-shifting? Yeah. Uh, write down the things that you see in your dreams, like this, all this magic stuff, because it might come to play later. Cool. So what are you shape-shifting between? And why are you shape-shifting? Uh, different animals. I don't really have control animals. over so, it. So Beast Boy, so you're kind of like, you're just randomly transforming between different animals? Well, I can't control it, and it's just kind of cycling. Do you want me to give you a little narrative around that? Sure. I like that. Okay. Uh, so you open your eyes, and you are in front of a mirror. Uh, and before you can even quite figure out exactly where you are, you look in the mirror, and you don't see yourself. You see a shark with people legs. And uh, you look to your right and you notice that it's another mirror. And you start to pick out that you are in a kind of rectangular prism of mirrors. Every direction you look is just mirrors. And every time you look at a different one, your body transforms. You see a different animal in the mirrors. And it's not like you look back and you're a shark with legs again. You, You look at one and suddenly you're the size of a raccoon and you are a raccoon. You look at another and you're a mouse. You look at another and you're an elephant. And it, see, it feels like the room is adjusting to whatever size you are. And you can't quite figure out why. Uh, and all of a sudden, the, the mirror that you initially looked at starts cracking. And as it starts to crack, it starts like in the center. It's just branching out into little dark crevices around it. And then little black ooze comes out. And as it does... You see yourself violently transformed between a ton of different animals. Lion, tiger, bear, gorilla, chimpanzee, 
cockroach, everything all at once. You are going, you are going through the entire animal kingdom as the mirror room around you collapses, and all of a sudden the truck starts to shake, and your eyes shoot open, and you you feel you can hear a rustling of the bags above you. What do you do? I sink into my sleeping bag a little bit, and like so I can kind of pull it up over my head so that like just my face is out. And I sit there and try to be as still as possible. Okay, still as possible. I made you roll for this earlier. Act under pressure. <laughs> How still are you going to be? You roll well, so let's see. Ooh. Six. What's your cool? Oh. Zero. Oh, so, okay, mark experience. Yeah, zero cool. This is your first one. Wait, what? Mark experience. Every time you fail a roll, you get one experience. And once you get five, you Wait, get... I failed? Yeah, that was six is technically... It's one to six or two to depending on how it minus is. So zero to six is... Damn. Yeah. So you tuck in, and as you start to pull it over, you hear leaves crinkle underneath you. And all of a sudden, the rustling above you stops. And you uh, you feel... You see the truck. You know when you get out of a car or a truck and, yeah. and it kind of like lifts up? You see it react to the lack of weight. And to your right, underneath, between the tires, you see a pair of feet. Like human feet. Human they're, feet? they're in boots. Okay. So, uh, and you see it walk around to the back of the truck, to the edge of the bed behind it, where your feet are. I assume, where's your head there? How did you sleep? Like, the same orientation of the truck? It's a little late for that now. Yeah, fair enough. Your feet are there. Cool. Uh, And (laughs) you see one hand just go underneath the truck and lift it off the ground above his head. And you see Frank standing in front of you. Frank! What? And he looks at you and his the bones in his neck kind of oh, crack God. as he does. It's not the same. But Oh god. And he opens his well, his eyes are already open. What you can see in them, which is weirdly illuminated in the night, I'm just gonna let that happen. Fireflies are running by and you see no, he's he's kinda lighting himself. It's weird. But even around them, you can see his eyes are pure black. And he opens his mouth, and cockroaches start crawling out. Oh. What do you do? Why am I holding my arm up? I... (laughs) I'm really into characters. (laughs) I panic. (laughs) And then I... Um... Is there no... Like, is there no talking to this guy? You can try. Hey, buddy. I mean, I run. I run. Then I like get out of that. I get out. As can I run? I mean, we can we can narratively figure it out. Or would I have to roll? You think you would have to roll for act under pressure, which makes sense. So what are my options right now? Uh, you can talk to him. You can attack him. You can literally anything you can think of. I uh, tickle Frank. You want to tickle Frank? <laughs> All right. Um, Wait, is he is his is he still human like or is he like it? From what you can see, his the veins in his body. Have all they're all illuminated and showing around him, but they're all black, like pure black. He he's human, as in like he's still shaped like a human, but there's you can't see any life in him. You can uh, actually do you want to do you want to read a bad situation? What you can do with that one is uh, you can like look around and kind of see if there's anything you can do specifically, uh, depending on how you roll. You want to try that? Yeah. Okay, so that can that's literally just you're analyzing, trying to figure out. So just roll. Both. Yeah. What's your sharp? Plus one. Oh, 
mark experience. Um, what did you roll? You rolled a five. So if it was plus two, you could have done something. Okay. Uh, if you act on the answers. Yeah, you, uh, you look around and you try to see anything. And the only thing you notice is that Frank seems a little taller than he was. A little scary. To be fair, you never saw him standing up. You only saw him in the truck when he stopped you and when he was running away. Um, but you also notice that on his on his shirt, and this doesn't help you at all, but it's just something you picked up on, there's a um, – what's kind of been illuminating him is a handprint right on his chest that seems to have, based on what you can see on the shirt, burned its way onto his skin. Like a hand of fire which came and – melted away that certain part of the clothing and scarred him and is glowing uh, with kind of a fiery red right now. Uh, but besides that, and because you did that, I get to make a hard move. Frank reaches down. No, he doesn't even reach down. He, with his, with the hand holding the truck, flips the truck over and right. it lands. It crashes to your left side. And with his other hand, he grabs your ankle. What do you do? Um... This can be that moment. The other one we talked about. Oh, I... What we haven't mentioned up to this point is that Frank's... Not Frank, sorry, you're not Frank. Sloane's body is covered almost head to toe in tattoos. Random little things around his body. Uh, Tatted up, yeah. Yeah, he is. Whoa. Weird little things. Uh, there's a clock on his right arm. There's a weird stick on his left one. There's um, There are different animals that show up kind of a, an, an amorphous blob of them, like a chimera on his right shoulder. There's lightning streaks. There's earth and all these other different things all around him. It's kind of like Rorschach, but... Rorschach, tattoos. yeah, I fuck with that. There's a couple of those. There's a couple ink blobs. Rorschach. Yeah, the Rorschach test <laughs> is cool. Uh, so do you want to do that thing we talked about? The, yeah. You feel me? Okay, say it. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, this would... I like... Yeah, yeah. Roll to, roll to kick some ass, which is plus weird for you, I think, because you're using magic, and I'm just gonna narrate this for you. It's magic time. Use a baby. Oh my god! And your weird is two. You got an eleven. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Okay, so now you got a good roll. So instinctively, you're not even sure how you know to do this. You, you, are you wearing sleeves? You're sleeping. So are you shirtless? Um. No. Okay, so you're wearing Wait, you're wearing clothing. Yes, I am shirtless. Okay, so you're shirtless, or you're in a tank top, or wife beater, or undershirt. What it is? Shirt, shirtless. Okay, so you, and we don't call them wife beaters anymore. Undershirt is what. <laughs> yeah, and you instinctively take your right hand, grab onto your left one, right where the stick tattoo is, and you out of it rip a wand what? out of the tattoo. The tattoo is no longer on your arm. There's an empty space around it, and um, and you point it. At the, uh, you point it at the, what used to be Frank in front of you, and do you want to say something? You want to say something cool that you're not sure? You don't know what's happening. Uh, panics. Azeroth Metreon Zinthos. You say, <laughs> wow, we've made a lot of Teen Titans references today. You say Azeroth Metreon, that's for your powers. Azeroth Metreon Zinthos, <laughs> and a, <laughs> a, sh a bolt of lightning hits Frank and launches him back against a tree. And when he hits the tree, a, um, the hand fades away off his chest and two black hands reach out of his mouth and a full being of pure darkness kind of crawls out. Like, does his body... His body kind of... It doesn't... 
it's it's like spiritually crawling out, so it's not physically destroying him. Okay. So That's he, he kind of falls to the ground. He's uh, you look at him, and you can still kind of see him breathing. Um, nice. And you, what you've done with this is you've given yourself a chance to escape. Yep. First thing you do though is you look at your wand and freak the fuck out. Like, how did I do that? And you're on your way. Do you grab anything? I assume you're trying to escape. I'm just gonna kind of let you. Um, you've only got a few seconds because this this being is, is Frank like not moving. You see that Frank is breathing still. It's not much. But is he like he's on the ground moving? He's unconscious. From what you can tell. Okay. Uh, the being is just standing there, not doing anything. I, I like, grab any snacks that are, like, left out, like, around. Like, yeah. I don't go out of my way to get any, yeah. and then I just tie just bolt. Okay, so you, uh, I assume you take the wand and you put it in a pocket of the pants. You grab your jacket mm-hmm. and throw you not even throw it on. You just grab it and a few snacks that are in reach, and you bolt. I'm just going to let you do that without a roll. Uh, you look back over your shoulder on just in case to see if this thing's chasing you, and in its place, you see it still there, but it's kind of fading away into smoke. Uh, but you see it open its mouth, and this massive, inhuman smile glows from it as this being fades away into smoke and passes into the air. And you bolt away, and we cut back to bed. All of that was improv. I have, nice. I have no, I, I did not plan for you to steal the truck. I hate you. Um, ben, where did we leave off with you? You, oh, you just turned down help from that guy. You took the water. Okay, so I you took the water and ran. You, uh, <laughs> you don't know how close you are at this point. You're sitting, you're sitting alone because, as you said, you like to be alone, and uh, and you're you're a little parched. You're you're hanging out. You're tired. You're taking a small break. I don't think you need to sleep necessarily. Because this is just your life, you're and you're you're pumped. You're not pumped, but you're you have adrenaline rushing through. You're wanting to go through this, but you needed to take a short break, and you're sitting. Sorry. Uh, what do you do? I chug the water bottle. You open the water bottle, and it feels like it's been opened before, like it doesn't have that crink on it, and you down it. You just chug it, and I would say that you throw it away, but I don't think you want to damage nature. So I assume you just kind of like put it in your little satchel or whatever you have that's carrying stuff, right? Oh, no, I just throw it away. You throw it away. Yeah. Fuck nature, right? Okay, so you just throw it away and a feeling kind of overcomes you, a feeling of pure exhaustion. And the last thing you see is the entire earth, everything that you was in sight, just kind of go diagonal as you feel your body hit the ground. Of course. The one time I trust somebody in five years... And you say that in a room of darkness. You say that standing up in a room of darkness. That's what goes through my head. Yeah, you look around. And standing in front of you is the witch. What do you do? I'm I'm adding on to this a lot, and I'm just enjoying myself at this point. I say, what did you do to me? Me? I told you to kill him. It was her who stopped you. And to your right is is what looks like a, I don't want to say younger, but like a pure version of the witch in front of you. Does not look as haggardly, just looks young and looks kind, has kind look in her eyes. And uh, you notice she's beautiful. Um, it's not something that you've necessarily been into and been attracted to, but you just, where 
darkness and ugliness pours from the first woman, you see a radiance from this one. And she says, it was the right choice. You don't have to go down that path. You can do this the right way. Who are you? And you hear both voices simultaneously. We are you. We are you. Where am I? I'm going to uh, get you to read a bad situation. Uh, or, or investigate. Which one do you think? Read uh, a bad situation. Yeah. Okay. Eight, Eight. plus a sharp. So one. one nine. nine. Uh, okay. So read a bad situation. Eight, six, I think seven. you hold one. So you can ask me one, one big question about this. Where are you? Is that what you want to ask? I mean, you don't have to limit to this because I think this is a blend between read a bad situation and investigate a mystery. Yeah, just where am I? Where am I? Where am I? And the older witch scoffs. She just goes, <laughs> You'll find out soon enough. And the, I don't want to say younger, but like the more radiant one. You're with us. You've probably noticed that you haven't dreamed over the past few years. You've been waiting. And now you're ready for our guidance. You're ready to be with us, but you have to, you have to accept us first. You are in the in-between, a land between worlds, kind of where we have existed while we were paralleled with you. You have and then the old, the, I'm just going to fucking say it, the evil or witch interrupts. You have to make a deal. I'm sorry, uh, voice. You have to make a deal. You have to accept us. And she holds out her hand. And at once, both witches are in front of you, side by side. And they both ask of you, if you accept us, if you... Do for us on this journey. If you accept, we can help you, but you have to let us in. My parents. What the fuck about your parents? That's not a question. I look at the good one and I say, can you help me find my parents? You're going to need both of us for that. I accept you. And as you say this, uh, they both kind of turn into an essence. They blend together and into a kind of smoke. And the evil one cackles uh, as they're fading away. And the other one just kind of gives you, gives you a light smile, a comforting one. And uh, accepting eyes. And they both turn into smoke and shoot down your throat. You, are, you inhale them. You absorb them. And you open your eyes, and in front of you is a, is a mirror. And in the mirror, you can now see that your eyes are split. What color were they before? Whoa. They were blue? They were, they were, <laughs> they were blue, I think. Okay, now one is blue, and one is a crimson red. Your left one is blue, and your right eye is a crimson red. Whoa. And your eyes shoot open. And above you crouched over you with your knife in his hand is the man with a tinfoil hat. And he, he, um, he has it pressed against your neck. And he says, 
I see the devil in you, boy. Sorry, that's not meant to be the one. I see the devil in you, boy. And I'm going to cut it out of you. And you see an intense fire in his eyes. Uh, and without any thinking, you can feel, you feel a power kind of take over you. And you feel, you hear the witch whisper into your right ear. Ellen Chos. And as she says it, you feel your lips moving on their own accord and saying that word itself. And you look at the knife and you see it emit a small light followed directly by every vein in his hand and his arm burning with a deep, deep red. The knife is pulled away from your neck and now he is and uh, pulled away from your neck and now is pressed against his. He is with, with his own arm holding the knife against his neck. Um, and he, he gets up and stumbles back still holding it and she whispers in your ear do it you have to finish him off he knows too much the other voice is silent what do you do i push it you push it okay um i'm not gonna make you roll because this is a big choice it's gonna affect you later you get up and you push the knife physically into his neck all the way without much power you just push it right to the bone and you see this man with pleading in his eyes collapse in front of you oh what do you do what have i done Uh, Sloan, you have just ran away. Uh, you still have the map on you. You still have the wand. You're not sure what the hell happened. But honestly, you know, you tell me what's going through your mind right now as you're running. You still know where you're going. But what's going through your mind? Um, I mean, I guess the only thing is that I have uh, no clue what's going on. But the <laughs> only thing I have to go off of is... I was really annoyed at Frank and was wishing wishing some pretty bad things upon him and and then that happened. So I mean I have I have to believe that I had some part in doing that, but I've no no clue what. Okay, so you feel guilty? Not guilty though, because <laughs> Frank really had it coming. <laughs> for, for talking about his life. <laughs> All right, so we're learning a lot about Sloan right now. <laughs> um, okay, love the character. When okay, so when we when we, when I talk about Frank, literally the guy, the face I'm imagining is the terrible guy off of Shit's Creek. I haven't watched. I've it. never seen it. But all of our listener will enjoy yeah, that. Wh whoever gets that, <laughs> give me a shout out. <laughs> okay, yeah, he Good. sucks. So fantastic. The Shit's Creek Frank is. Uh, Hugh might have ruined his life. His truck is definitely upside down. And you're thinking about that. What are your thoughts about the wand? You have the wand in your hand. What do you think about it? Do you want to analyze it? Do you want to look it over? Do you think, I'm just a fucking wizard? Is it like just black darkness, like as if I literally have the tattoo? Uh, no, even the tattoo, it wasn't, it was a stick. It was, it was intricately 
Okay. Woven, it was, it was, you can design it right here if you want. What do you see on it? What well, does it look like? I mean, I guess I already did. It's like a... Yeah, right. It's, it's intricate. It's, it's branchy. Branchy. Uh, it's, wood it's type. like mahogany or, or a stronger wood. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. It's a good, a good solid wood. Good solid wood. You got a good nine incher there. <laughs> and, um, okay, so you're, you're, you're looking, you're looking at your wand and I do think the idea does come to you. Am I a fucking sorcerer? Because again, you, no, and you're like, yeah. I mean, that's has to be the only. Yeah, I've got to be magic, man. Or, what was in those snacks? Am I high again? And as you're thinking all of these thoughts, you look up and there's the sign for Saint Domingue. What do you do? I think I'm I meant to base this in Massachusetts, and I just said Maine, and now we're in Maine. I like it. Yeah, I know it works. <laughs> But Salem was in Massachusetts, so... Is there, like, a gate around it? It's just a sign. Oh, well, I head in. You head in. It's a sign in the road. Like, still full sprint, though. I think you've gotten far away, far enough away that you weren't sprinting anymore. You feel me that you were, like, okay, trying to Okay, but I also had driven said distance away from Frank, and he found me. Okay, that, that's reasonable. So you were taking a couple moments to yourself, and maybe there, there was a crack in a twig behind you. And you just sprint into Sanctum. Yep, not worth the risk. And as you do, you, uh, you, right past the sign is this sort of invisible wall that doesn't stop you, but literally as you run into it, every part of you kind of transitions through this wall. Uh, you feel an intense burning on your arm and you see white all around you. And that's where we end the slope. Ben, you've just killed this man. You have, you've killed him. Uh, I feel so bad about it. Does Ben feel guilty? What does he do immediately after? He feels so guilty. He, 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 he just, just throws the knife and like is just shaking, 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 shaking his arms and shaking his head. And As you're shaking your to, left arm, the knife reappears in it oh my god I throw it back down and you feel something in your right hand <laughs> it's the knife <laughs> I'm both amazed and and horrified <laughs> the witch just whispers in your ear stop that keep the knife you did good he would have found you again yeah at least you can kill someone you made me do this he might be dead. I don't. I don't think he's coming back. If it helps, oh, good. I don't know what I named him. Was it? It was Jeff. It was gonna be short for Jeff Terriot. No, I named yours Jeff. Yours was Frank. Yours is gonna be short for Jeff Terriot. But now it doesn't matter because he's dead, Ben. Okay, so yeah. Sorry. What did you say? You made me do this. You made the choice on your own. <laughs> but you can't leave him out in the open like this. What do you do? I start crying, but then I go and I, I drag the body and I hide it under some leaves. Do you want to search Jeff? Do you want to do anything? Do you want to take his hat? No, I just, I just drag him like 10 feet into the woods and 
cover him up and just yeah um, okay you're just, too emotional to do much just walk away and i don't want to make your role i really time. don't want to make a role <laughs> um do you want to talk to his spirit you technically can just just like if there's one around i'll talk to him no no it's it's only his and it does not want to talk to you. Oh, <laughs> do I see his spirit? Do you want, you can activate the sight. Oh. oh. If you choose to see it, you can. Oh, I don't want to. I just, I'm just, I'm just, okay, and I'm in, still following that lit up path. In your, in your guilt, you, uh, you follow the path. Weirdly enough, though, the path has turned a bright red. Oh my god! And you notice this. Um, and you start... And you just you, – you increase speed as you're walking away from it because you just want to get away. You want to put this behind you as much as possible. Make sure you wrote it down that you killed him and you feel guilty and uh, one point for the evil witch. Um, and <laughs> as you're running, you find a sign for Sanctum, Maine. Turns out you were pretty damn close when Homeboy attacked you. Uh, and right at the perimeter, the path just stops. Right at the perimeter of the of uh, where the sign is, like right where the sign is, beside the sign, but in line with it, the path you've been seeing ends. It cuts off abruptly. What do you do? Now I want to, I want to use my sight. Okay. I want to uh, specifically talk to to Barth. Go for it. Roll your roll for investigate a mystery. Plus sharp over there. Sure. Six plus one seven. Okay. So you make the chant. And Barth appears in front of you, but he doesn't look the same as he did before. It's kind of like he's glitching in and out. And he, um, from what you can tell, from what he tries to say to you, Ben, Ben, Spirit. We can't. He and he evaporates. It's like watching a glitch in a uh, in a video game. He just kind of glitches his way out. Barth. Barth. And as he does, he takes the spirit path with him. So as far as you know, this is your only opportunity to enter Sanctum. Because if you leave, you may not be able to find it again. I enter. And as you do, you enter through the perimeter. And there's a bright light. And on the back of your hand, the one... Oh, no, on the palm of your hand, the one where the triangle had showed up, it burns. You can't see anything, but in that exact position is where it starts to burn as you pass through. And everything goes white. And next time, we'll open in Sanctum Bay.